Welcome to Wax Half Full to Season 2, Episode 6, or Episode 81, if we are going by Keith's accounting system. I'm your host, Wax, here with my... Well, I was going to just say here with my co-host, Ads, as always, but no, he's actually missing this week because he's taken some kind of weekend trip in Japan. He's visiting some other city. I don't know. He's been there for like two months now. I guess it was about time he took a real vacation, saw some more of the countryside. So I don't know. Don't mind. So instead, we have our uh, we have our number one guest, our most uh, co- and you can almost say I'm a here. backup host. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I mean, I don't know. People can invite themselves onto the show. Basically, there, there's no barrier to entry to to Wax Apple. So yeah, it's Jason, everyone's favorite Canadian, back again. What's up, Jason? Nothing. I was off work today, so I got I got to ask, how are you doing? Because that's our customer. It was info. good. Good day. I uh, I went to the mall, and uh, I got new AirPods case from Apple. Did, uh, did so. you have to, or, or is it one of your like Apple consumer things? You didn't have to get it, but it was new, so you got it. No, no, no. I I have warranty. It's expiring in August, so I just got a new case because it's uh, fresh batteries. All right. Is that what it does? It's basically just like a recharging case. You just put your stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly like... right. It has a, it has a, a big battery, and then the headphones have little batteries. And Wait, how long do the, how long do the actual like uh, AirPods last? Like four to five hours. What the fuck? That's so short. I mean, yeah, but how often do you actually listen to headphones for four to five hours? To me, if you need longer than that, you need different headphones. Like I would not if I'm wearing headphones for that long. I'm not wearing AirPods. All right. Well, I'm not wearing earbuds in general. I'm wearing overhead head- headphones. Well, yeah, I guess this isn't the pod to just com- for me to complain about the Apple ecosystem. I don't know if we talked about the pod before, but uh, I, I, I don't just think don't get so. it. Well, that's one of the things, right? It's just either it works for you or it doesn't. Yes, and uh, I don't know if Jason's talked about it on the pod before, but he is the uh, he's a big Apple Apple stand, big fan of. Uh... Well, I wouldn't say you have all the products. What, what, what do you have? I literally do have everything. <laughs> Like, do you actually? I have a MacBook, an iPhone, an Apple Watch, uh, TV. I have Apple TV. Yeah. Um, I have what an iPad. That's, my my iPad's really old though, so I don't really use it. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do they even sell? I forget. I have their headphones. I pretty Didn't much have buy... like, one of everything they kind of make. Didn't they buy like Beats by Dre like a few years they back? They do. They do own Beats what, what... by Dre. What yep. do they do with that? Do they just integrate they still it? Make, do they... they still make Beats by Dre. Okay. So they, they, they just have it. They haven't done anything with it. They're like, yeah, they kind of... Well, one thing that's been nice about it is they kept like the headphones the same, but they yeah. give them the same integrations that Apple has with their headphones, which is nice because yeah. like that's the biggest benefit to buying the Air- AirPods. Like, the AirPods are pretty... I don't want to say mediocre, but they're just fine, right? Like They're, they're not terrible headphones, yeah. but they're not amazing either. This uh, is where I miss having ads because, like, if ads was here, he'd come in and just give like a long diatribe on like Beats by Dre are like the garbage headphones. Beats by Dre do suck it. ass. I, I would yeah. probably would rather have Apple headphones than Beats by Dre because Apple headphones are at least reference grade because they're made for cons- uh, they're made for uh, what does Apple call it? Like professionals. So you, they're flat. They're really good f- reference. Where Beats have their own really weird uh, sound curve to them, and it's not great. It's all a preference thing, but I don't like them. I'd rather have reference headphones. And most right. people that like music a lot would be, agree with that kind of take. Okay. Well, that that's enough uh, 
preamble for now, unless you had anything more to say. But uh, it's, it's no, that's just pretty much it. I did that. I got uh, I got yeah. two records you're, today, and then you're, I got you're a not, new razor. You're no ads. You can't carry a preamble conversation for thirty minutes. I mean, you kind of ended it. I definitely could have kept talking about it. I still did a lot more stuff than that today. Well, if I had been more interested, I would have continued it. But it was like I got some <laughs> Apple shit. I was like, "Well, fuck you! Uh, I, don't, I don't give a shit about Apple stuff." Good, good job being consumer. Anyway, let's move on to the first topic. Uh, let's let's go to something that maybe well, because I, I, we have both Jason and Keith here, and we could do a little bit. Of, we could step on API, which is like, is it is, is your pod canceled? I don't know. What happened to that? Is it officially canceled? Is it on hiatus? Like, what's the status? Yeah, Keith. Jason, do they want to answer? No, we uh, next episode should be on eight days. All right, all right. Well, just well, maybe just to step on, like, uh, to dip into you, you, your guys' subject matter a little bit more. I was wondering what you guys thought about uh, this recent news article. So this is uh, so this is from Exhibitor Real Exhibitor Relations Co., which I think is some sort of box office data company or whatever. And they broke the news that Morbius was returning to theaters over the weekend. It's going to show show in one thousand plus theaters this weekend, which I don't know if that's a lot. I don't. I can know. I have no idea how big the movie and just how many screens there are in the United States, but it seems like a lot. Well, it feels like a lot to me. And they didn't. So this company didn't announce why, and Sony didn't really. Sony has not responded to any statement, any requests from like you know these uh, companies that's asking, hey, what, what's happening here? So everyone's just, just speculating that what's what's happening is that. Uh, Sony is just putting these, trying to put these out there again, uh, Morbius out there again because uh, of the memes, basically the Morbin time memes. The fact that it's the movie, it was so bad that over the last week or two, the internet's turned into a giant meme and it's created a lot of buzz. So Sony's like, "What the hell? Let's just put it back in theaters and see see how it does." Uh, so Jason, what do you what do you think about uh, this 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 thing just happening in general? It just sounds like pretty insane that people can meme a movie back in the theaters after it flops. Makes no sense, honestly, especially because it's already on digital. And like, I don't know anybody that's gonna like everybody acknowledges that this movie's terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you're actually going to watch this movie, why would you not just watch it at home? It's well, you're going like to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I, at I, home. I, I want to, let's, let's interview a prospective Morbius viewer. Cause I, I'm never going to watch this movie. I don't know if Keith ever is ever going to watch this movie. Probably not. I'm say Jason, probably not. You have you've committed to watching it tomorrow. What, what was your thought process? Uh, my best friend and I always watch terrible movies. Is that just a thing you've done like forever? Yeah, for like I don't know, ever since we were legal drinking age, pretty much. So this is a thing like you'll intentionally seek out like whatever's like lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and, and you'll try to watch it. Yeah, we did Venom back. We watched the first Venom and then went into the theater and watched the next one, and it was something. Yeah, and you said you're gonna watch the next fantastic, the Fantastic Beast movie, which is also terribly reviewed. Yeah, I don't know which one we're gonna watch first. I gotta figure that out still. Is it always blockbuster shit, or do you, or do you also watch like some uh, like non-franchise stuff too? Whatever. Is it generally franchise stuff? Generally, it's easier to find franchise stuff that's really shitty, right? Well, I was gonna say like like you've you've watched like the room and like yeah the classic yeah we we'll watch like right? the room or well, we did a we had like a phase where my friends and I would watch. Like really campy '80s action movies. Okay, so some of those are good, by the way. Not, not yeah, all bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was all just meant to have fun, right? Like, like Commando's a bad movie, but it's also but it's entertaining at least. I'm pretty sure that was like our go-to. Yeah. Okay, so 
so you're watching it because like wait what what platform is this on uh fantastic beast is on crave which is our hbo oh when the, what's uh what's the morbius on um the high seas <laughs> okay so okay so, so you're <laughs> all right so you're pirating it you would not yeah. you would not at, at, in, in any circumstance actually pay to see it is what you're saying no we were gonna actually go to the theater to watch it but you guys were going of, to originally yeah okay like i don't know whenever it came out like in april but we just never got around to it All and right. then just other so, better stuff came out so okay so i'm gonna ask you so why do you say this makes no sense then because you you seem like the exact person that they're looking for there's like people who want to watch because it it's bad so do you think that you're such a rare kind of moviegoer that this doesn't make sense like maybe there's more jasons and his friends out there who just want to go see bad movies but it's already out online right yeah but like yeah but you, you well i mean it, it was out online for well i mean you, you said you're gonna pirate it but like anyone can, yeah you can say it, that by anybody any can get it online though it's it's full 1080p i could pay for it I don't yeah know. but like some okay yeah but, but like this is sort of it ties into people coming back to theaters like you know people the, the people's covid hesitancy has gone down and people come back to theaters again there's probably people who like if they were going to pay for it digitally there's probably people who might want to say hey whatever let's, let's just make it a theater day and go out there and see it yeah they could see an actually decent movie though that wasn't available like top gun I, which is way better I just don't get the differentiation here because, like, basically, we're, we're talking about people's willingness to pay for it at all. Like, whether it's digital or theater, I don't think that's a big difference. Like, I, I think the key here is that you agree that people would want to pay to see a bad movie intentionally because yeah, it's it just yeah. I just wouldn't go see one that's in theaters. Sorry, I wouldn't go see one in theaters that's also available at home for a bad movie. Well, that's just because right, like that, that's the, just you, the gain yeah. you get from going to a theater doesn't work for bad movies. Okay, well. I, I think that's I think like the fundamental thing is as long as you agree that people are willing to pay for bad movies, that's that's the key point here. Whether it's at home or digital, that's just like a price differentiation thing. Like I don't think that's like the that's the crux of it. I think like I, I feel like your logic it's more it's more in line with the the Sony what are people's logic in terms of hey. Well, I'm hey, sure for maybe, that like it's not going to cost them any more money to put it out for another week or two, is it? Yeah. Well, uh, I, so I did some rudimentary Googling on this because I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And uh, so just just don't... I, I think this is how it works from Google, the, the model. Basically, what happens is the studio, the distributor, they go to the theater and they say, hey, do you want to show our film? film? And they don't sell it to them. Basically, all, all they do is they negotiate a cut. And apparently, it's generally 50-50. So what ha- basically, you, you don't have to... You have to bring the theaters a movie that's compelling that they want to show and they, and they want to split the, the revenue on. So you don't have to actually pay them anything. Like the, what you have to do as a, as a distributor or a filmmaker or, you know, a film studio is bring theaters, movies that theater that the theaters think will actually, you know, sell tickets. So what's happened here is I guess Sony has convinced these theaters that, Hey, look at all of this Twitter engagement. Look at all of this like media buzz. If you put these movies out, if you put Morbius back on your screens, you stand to make, some amount of money. I mean, I, I doubt they're they're going out and telling them, "Hey, you're gonna make a lot of money." They're probably just saying, "Hey, would you rather have like six screens showing Top Gun, or would you have rather have five screens showing Top Gun and like, even uh, six screen?" Right Let's see. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm assuming how the how the negotiation went from Sony was they went to the theaters and said, "Hey, like 
this is probably isn't going to make a lot of money, but compared to you know your other options, you know, it's probably going to do like okay. So that's what I, and see yeah, that's what that's what I that is what I assume happened. Well, the yeah. thing is, you're not comparing you're not comparing it to the I think you're not comparing it to like the the least interesting movie like Downton Abbey. You're you're okay, basically so you saying Top Gun, the Bob's Burger yeah. movie, Doctor Strange, the Downton, Downton Abbey, Abbey movie, the Downton Bad Abbey, guys, movie, you're a, yeah. the Lost City. Morbius, and that's it. That's all they're playing. So do yeah. you know what? Honestly, out of all those movies that's playing, I would say Morbius is the third most likely to be. Actually, I'd say fourth after the bad guys. Yeah. Well, I, I think they're. I think they're more competing against like, hey, can yeah. we show even more Top Gun? I, I don't think that it's competing against the bad. I don't think it's competing against bad guys. I think it's competing no, against. It's definitely not. It's competing against yeah. probably this the Lost City, action comedy well, romance. Yeah. No, no, it no! I'm saying terrible. I, oh my god, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting good reviews. I've never even heard of it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not for you, but uh, I mean, definitely I know, not for me. The only anyway, movie so, I've seen Channing Tatum in is uh, Twenty One Jump Street. All right. Well, anyway, so so my take is that I I think that it seems like. Well, I'm skeptical about how well it'll do. It does seem like a free roll for Sony in terms of like they're like, well, you know what? We just roll out here, and uh, you know we try to make we try to make a few bucks. This isn't no one's swinging for the fences here. This is like a, it seems like a low risk proposition for everyone involved. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, like this is like this is not really like a high stakes thing. Like I, I'm not surprised that memory can drive like this kind of like you know this kind of like low stakes uh, like marketing this day and age. Yeah, like I, I definitely think that uh, because it's a, a slow period for movies, they thought, okay, we can capitalize on this pretty much. Well, it's not really slow. Like, it, this is like this is like, when it's supposed to heat up insanely, but yeah, but it's like pretty much now or never because there's not anything out yet. That's true. Like, there's there's sure no big opening. Week, I think next week. There's no big Jurassic opening Park. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So this was the only. Yeah, yeah, this was the only window they could do it in. So I guess that makes sense. Sorry. Keith, do you say something? What it basically comes down to is uh, nobody cares about Morbius. Not the movie, the character. Nobody cares about Morbius. Nobody knows who Morbius is. Um, The vague ties to Spider-Man and stuff is not enticing to people um, from like a character standpoint, like an interest into the movie to begin with. it didn't make a ton of money. Uh, it's a bad. Uh, it's a bad movie. the The way that the memes have uh, sort of blown up online is more interest in the character and the movie than Sony could ever have hoped to. Uh, created on their own through any marketing campaign. Um, So the easy choice is basically see if you can get all of the normal, like middle America audience people who have now heard of Morbius through these memes um, and see if you can get them to buy a ticket and into theaters. And that's that's what the goal is. 
Oh, wait, wait. Do you actually think that the memes have penetrated to like the more mainstream? Because like, I thought like a hundred percent they have. Really? Okay. Like, why? Well, uh, Jared Leto's tweet today. Who in Who in your life has? Yeah. No. Sorry. I'm not. Wait. What are you saying? He ha- he has a tweet where yeah, he's reading Discord. a script for a movie, and it's Morbius two. It's Morbin time. Okay. So so basically. So you're saying this is not just a terminally online like gamer nerds movie nerds thing. This is actually penetrated into the mainstream. The, the memes are that big. Yes. Okay. Well, I, well, I guess in that case, this this makes it even more of like obvious choice, right? It's just like a, it's a free roll for Sony, and really the, the theaters are taking on all the risk because the theaters are the ones who are deciding between Morbius and like whatever else could be shown on those screens. So. Yeah, I, I, to- I do think that there's probably a better deal in this than a 50 50 split for the theaters um oh yeah i guess sony can incentivize them to say hey morbius is doing really well uh, it's it's trending really high want to give it another shot we'll like we'll sweeten the deal you get 60 and we'll take 40 like, that could be the case yeah uh but yeah i think right now with these memes morbius has more uh engagement in whatever sectors like i don't think they just blindly made this decision right they weren't just like oh people on the internet are talking about morbius a little bit let's put it back in a thousand theaters because that's a lot um they they probably did some sort of like actual research and uh came to the conclusion that this is like if they were ever going to make some money from this, this is what they should do and when they should do it. I don't know if it's going to work. I think it's dumb, but I think that that was, that's what the goal is. Can you think of any other precedent like this in the modern era where like base, where like internet also like, let's go the other way around. Like, we're, like, uh, what's like a what's a good example like positive word of mouth on internet making a movie come back in the theater? There's a, there's yeah, I mean, been a, there's been a lot of that. Back in the theaters at some point, like I don't know. Okay, if that's, what, what that, was. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't that's think that's that's, way that's not a good example. That's just literally trying to make more money. That's like mm-hmm. they put Avatar back in theater just because they wanted to get the the record back on Avatar. So like, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a precedent here because I know that you know, like indie films will go back into theaters after they win awards. Like art, art films will do that, but that's different. That's like totally different. I, I can see like, like classic movies at the theater sometimes. Like we saw Jurassic Park in theaters like last year, the year before. Yeah, yeah, but that's like that's like a regular thing. Like they they schedule those. Like they know that there's a demand from like yeah. you know, from fans, so they'll do that occasionally. I'm trying to think of a thing that happened where they're responding to something that was happening on the internet. You know that was, that was that was trending in the culture. And I can't really think of a good example right now. There's, so I, this could... I can't. So I can't remember what movie it was, but there was one. I I feel like I was just reading about it. It's it wasn't going back into theaters, but it was mentioned that it was expanding to way more theaters. And I don't know if that was. Uh, you could maybe say that with everything everywhere all at once too. Like it was like kind of like a, i don't know like i wouldn't say like an indie film but it wasn't very popular and then it got good reception online and they went in way more theaters it uh i don't know if it was um if it was not planned to be in more theaters 
or if it was like a limited rollout into a bigger rollout was the plan or if it was an actual like the reception to the movie was so good that they expanded it to more theaters but i can't remember i can't even remember what movie it was yeah i mean this is like somehow connect into just general meme culture in general because I, I feel like, uh, you know, last year was the year of the meme stock, right? Like, I mean, this it's still the year of the meme stock, I guess. People are still pumping AMC and GME, I think. Uh, yes. The internet meme is too hard. Right. And so, so maybe, corporations maybe. don't understand it. Um, and this is the result. I mean... It, I, I it, it does feel like it's gonna only get uh it's gonna only become more severe going forward. You know, it's it's driving stock prices now. It's driving movies back in the theaters. I mean, God knows what's next. Uh, hopefully the end of humanity, or at least the internet. One of the two. Meme themselves out of existence. The okay. director so for good. that Fantastic Four movie that was really terrible. Uh was like really bitter about the reception and, and, and like thought that uh, he got like wronged. Do you think if that this happened for his movie, he would be like vindicated and be like, oh yeah, see people totally love my movie. It was just critics and stuff like that. What's that guy saying? I think it, I think it depends on the kind of director. Like some, some artists are very self-serious and think of themselves as like, you know, like true artists and other guys are just happy. Like if, if people like their work or whatever it is, it's like Holly Berry showing up at like the, the, what is it? The Razzies to accept her award for, uh, for Catwoman. I think like, I don't know how many actors like actually decide to show up and say, Hey, I, I was terrible in this movie or this movie was terrible and, and just own it. I feel like it's, it's like a, I don't know, like a 50, 50 split. Because I feel like if you're going to become like a like a, like a a famous act, if you're someone who wants to become a famous actor, you got to have some kind of ego to do that, right? And that sort of ego probably doesn't take that kind of insult very well. So you know, I, I don't I don't know if that's very common. I don't know if you need that sort of. You probably like it's probably common to have that sort of ego. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's that uncommon. But it's definitely probably more common to have it. And this guy's only yeah. made three movies. So yeah. in any case, we all seem to be in agreement that this is a it's a it's a fine bit. It's like a it's a reasonable business decision, but it's fucking stupid that's happening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, but I don't think that the decision to put it back in theaters is stupid that it's happening. I think the memes are stupid that they're happening. I mean, no, I agree. I, I agree. Like, like the decision to put it back in theaters makes like perfect sense, and I'm just afraid of like what will happen if it actually does really well. Like, like what, what? It's it's just gonna start like a huge. I mean, I, I feel like that that what, what that would do is it would it would, it would also completely change the way like uh, studios market their movies, right, on the back end, because people who are going to see this. Like, so I didn't. I haven't followed the Morbius memes maybe as closely as other people. But basically, the memes they they gave away all the plot, right? People basically know what the movie is now. Although apparently, there's not much plot anyway. There's not much to give away in the first place. But the, the people who are going to see it, they they already they might have already seen the movie on Twitch. They might have already basically know how the movie goes entirely. God, is that so? Still up? I don't know. I, I wonder. I think it was called Morbius twenty four seven. 
but I do feel like it's this is gonna if this works well, then probably studios are gonna change the way they market the movies after the fact. You know, like all right, we're just gonna dump the info out there. We're just gonna just be like, who cares about like keeping any kind of secrecy? We're, we're just gonna just flood the internet info, flood the internet with with like really bad cringe memes, and it's just gonna be it'll be mostly terrible, but maybe some of it will work. Uh, I don't think that's something that will happen a lot. Uh, if it does happen, uh, because um, companies are bad at memeing, and if anything, it'll just backfire, um, and they'll learn quickly to not try to do that. But also, what I would compare this to is, uh, like the worst version of Rocky Horror Picture Show where they just have like special event screenings and everybody just like shows up to have fun, but they don't like, like it's more about the event than the movie. Um, I think that's like the closest, uh, thing to what could happen here is that you'll have, like the 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 idea is that you'll have a bunch of uh regular people who have now heard of Morbius um like go see it for whatever reason but i think what you would actually end up with is a bunch of uh memers going into uh not care about the movie like they're just there to be a part of the meme um and if you don't get that uh, then you probably won't get anybody. Yeah, I think the Rocky Horror like uh, comparison is pretty interesting because I don't know what the process was where it, it went from people just like joking about a movie to becoming like actually obsessed and knowing every line and making like customs around the movie. Like that process, I don't know how, how many years that took. I don't know like uh, like what the exact process was, but that's like that's pretty rare, right? It's just that in the room I think that have that kind of weird subculture around it. No. I feel like too a lot of like just general people that watch movies are less uh critical like I had one friend who said that the first Suicide Squad and the new Suicide Squad uh were like pretty much the same quality where like the first Suicide Squad wasn't even watchable (laughs) uh I mean having not seen it um didn't Suicide Squad do like really well commercially oh yeah that's what and I'm just not very well critically exactly i don't yeah. know if that's, that's i don't know if that's necessarily like okay i mean this is an entirely different discussion yeah. uh getting into how i feel about movie critics uh but i don't know if it's Like I, I don't I don't know I'm not like you didn't approach this, uh, like the original statement negatively, but it, like there was negativity implied in the, in the second part of it, and I feel like somebody having the opinion that the suicide Suicide Squad movies are the same in quality isn't like a bad thing. I would say like, like as like. The new one was a genuinely good movie. 
it was it was well written it was funny <laughs> likable characters the fourth the first one was just like here's harley quinn <laughs> i don't know yeah I, I don't know i feel like i feel like a lot of people uh who How do, how, I feel like uh, there's there's a lot of people who they're not, it's not really like snobbery, but it's like a lot of people like judge people for trying to have a good time and just enjoying themselves. And like, I feel like a lot of people like I, I don't even like this isn't you, obviously, yeah, yeah, in a in a yeah. little bit of in in a little bit, because like you. I would watch you go too, watch bad movies to have fun. Yeah, but I, I think that. The difference is like you go to watch bad movies to have fun and other people go watch fun movies. But they're the same movies. I don't know if that's true because, like, I saw Top Gun last weekend and that was awesome, and that's just a fun movie. Would or you like, say Top Gun is a bad movie? No, I would say it was a fun movie. Would you say, say it was a good Rim. movie? Uh, I'd say it did a good job of what it was trying to do. I wouldn't say it's like it's it's like Marvel. Like Marvel's not going to win an award for uh, like the scripts or anything, but it's still fun. It's just instead of superheroes, it's planes. Okay. I don't know if that applies. Because my point is, like... What, yeah, like, you, what you see as a fun movie, you see as... Like, you, you're approaching this from a different scale, is my point. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's bad to judge people for having fun. Yeah, I, like, I, well, I, I think it's. I think it's what I'm. What I'm basically what I'm saying is, I think it's better for there to be people who genuinely enjoy the first Suicide Squad movie than for everybody to just think everything except the top 10% of media produced is trash. Yeah, but that's not even top 10. Like like, that movie wouldn't even be like top 50%. I feel like. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's besides the point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like a good example was I liked Dune when it came out. Right. And then there's a guy at my work who's like 50 and uh, he watches a good amount of movies. And I told him, oh, you should watch Dune. It was fun. It was a good movie. And uh, he hated it. He said it was boring. Put him to sleep. Okay. Counterpoint. Dune yeah. is boring and it's it very long. Boring. And I, I I, wouldn't say it put me to sleep, but I do think uh, that I like Dune a lot less than other people. Yeah. Yeah. But there definitely I mean, has more stuff in Dune that you would appreciate compared to a normal person, right? Like cinematography and, yeah. and that kind of stuff, like set design. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the only lost. reason I didn't hate it. Yeah, exactly. That's my point is <laughs> that kind of stuff's lost on uh, 
yeah. a lot of people. I think the general. I think generally, I agree with Keith in the sense that yeah, you want people. You want people to be nicer to each other about their tastes. Like, don't be like derisive. Don't mock them. But at the same time, I feel like you can also say, hey, uh, people who really like a certain kind of movie, who like a certain kind of like high end artsy movie, they could also sort of lament that people don't have better taste and allow more of these, uh, you know, these high end movies to be made. Like, it, I don't think those are conflicting feelings. You can respect the fact that, you know, people like these sort of like cheap, fun popcorn movies, but at the same time also be sort of like, you can lament the fact that they don't have better taste at the same time. I don't, I don't think those feelings are mutually exclusive. Sure. All right. Yeah. I sort of, I also wanted to ask, like, why do you guys think, do you guys think there's anything about Morbius in particular that made it get so memed? Like, what what's so unique about this movie? Is it the fact that it's like in the... none of us have seen it, so I don't know. Well, the thing is, it it got. I feel like it got memed that people who didn't see it either. Like, not many people saw it. Like, part I, know of, I feel like a... watched it. I thought like partially, of course. I'm, I'm guessing the people who like started the meme probably have to have seen it and know visually that's bad. But I feel like the snowball got going because it's just a lot of people who are latching onto the fact that you know other people are calling it bad. So they're not even going by first-hand experience. Like the core of the memory is probably by people who have seen it and know that it's bad for sure. But it's just sort of like this sort of it's more of like a like a societal like like tidal wave, like a snowball. It just keeps rolling up, keeps rolling on, and picks up people who haven't even seen it. So I'm just wondering, like, what were the qualities of this movie that make it so easy to pile on? Is it I it's a super genuinely movie? have no idea where these memes came from. I'm pretty um, sure that's an actual line in the movie. I'm pretty what? sure it's not an actual line in the movie. I'm pretty sure it is. That's why it's so ridiculous. Is Morbin time? Yeah. I, is that what we're talking about? I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure he actually says not that. actually say that. I'm pretty sure it's Morbin time being an actual line from the movie is a meme. Yeah, yeah. I'm for, in any case, I, I feel like this is just... like. Honestly, I think it's just inexplicable. It's one of those random things that you really don't know why. It's just uh, like it's like it's like any kind of trend that just blows up that goes viral. There's like a, there's just such an element of a randomness to it. I, I really can't say. Like I feel like this could have this could have happened to like Space Jam too, to be honest. But it just didn't. Like it could easily happen. It's a line like, from the movie. I just watched yeah, it. Are, 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 are you sure you're not being fake news by the internet? I hope not. All right. In a, in any case, in any case, I don't really understand it, but I mean, I guess it's amusing that it happened. All right. Any any final thoughts on Morbius as three people who have not seen the movie? Oh, well, you know, next to tomorrow, how it is. Right. <laughs> it's probably probably not very good. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, then if if you guys are good, we can move on to the next topic then. All good? Okay, cool. Okay, so uh, it looks like the best part of Morbius is when he says it's Morbid time and Morbid all over those guys. Morbius never said that in the movie, but it seems corny enough that he might have. So it became a meme to reference his line as part of an ongoing gag and pretend he actually said it. I can't I can't believe you like actually believe that line was in the movie. I, that's, I haven't really looked into it, and then I just saw a clip after Googling it for two seconds, so. All right. In any case... Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our, let's move on to our next topic. So, the other big so 
the Morbius memes they've been they've been around for like what it's like a week I guess they've been big for like a week now and it's just been picking up steam. The other big topic of the week on Twitter on the internet this week was uh, the nation of Sweden, and it's largely because uh, well it started on Reddit I guess there was a Reddit thread. There's a Reddit thread uh, last week where people asked, "Hey, what's like a big culture shock moment you you felt?" And a couple of people said, "Hey, this time I, when I went to to Sweden, uh, I went over to a friend's place, and they they were talking about the experience of like you know. So in the states, usually, well, in most countries, usually, if you go as a, as a kid, you go over to like someone's house for like a play date, you know, you'll play, and then there'll be dinner time, and then you'll go, you'll have dinner, and then you'll resume, or or you have lunch, or you have dinner, and then you'll resume doing whatever you're doing. And this guy says, "I was in Sweden, and what happened was." It was dinner time, and basically his friend just went to have a, just wait here a second, went to have dinner with his family, left his friend, his guest in the room to just chill for like 30 minutes, and then he came back after dinner, and he was like, what the fuck, what the, what the hell just happened? So this went viral on Reddit, then it went viral on Twitter, and it, it became one of those one of those big culture shock moments where uh, a lot of like Swedes and uh, a lot of Nordics, I guess, showed up and said, yeah, this actually happens. And then, you know, there's a, a fair fair share of, like, uh, Swedish people who said, nah, this, this is just only, like, a very, mi- this is, like, a minority of people in Sweden. But it did seem, enough people corroborated to make it to make it clear that this is not just, you know, people lying on the internet. This is at least, like, you know, a significant minority of people in Sweden who who do this to make this actually, like, a, like a relevant cultural talking point. Anyway, this blew up, uh, and people have been dunking on Sweden basically all week. And uh, you know, it's this. This is also like like Morbius. It's made the mainstream media. Like I, I've seen a bunch of like articles about this where they where they are interviewing like Swedish sociologists who are trying to like explain to other people, hey, you know, like, this culture originated because I don't know. Like, I, like I've read stuff of them saying like, oh, this originated because back in the day Sweden didn't have enough food to go around and they didn't want to like I don't know some 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 bullshit like that. So guys, what what, what do you think about this topic, Jason? Hearing about it now, you said you actually missed this. I have no idea how you missed this. This is probably like this after Morbius. The I biggest, had a big like, rock this week. Big rock? Yeah. I was under a big rock. All right. In any case, well, you've heard about Morbius, though. How, how did that happen? Morbius is that, huge. That Film of the that year. Caught, okay. All right. So Morbius, clearly the biggest social media topic of the week after that was uh, people hating Sweden. So what do you think about this, Jason, hearing about it now? Oh, it seems pretty on brand for Europe, to be honest. <laughs> it's not all Europe, though. Like, like basically, yeah, uh, the, but just in the general, country, it was like, Sweden and like the Netherlands, and I would like, say you know, in general, compared to North America, a lot of Europe seems like they like not not friendly, but like you, you, they don't expect you, other people to go out of their way for each other. Like, have you been to Europe? I forget. No, I've never been to Europe, so I'm clearly so, an expert on this topic. Yeah, yeah. What 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 are you going on? Are you going to? Inter- are you my going grandpa to was is European, and he was I'm... very uh, um rude. <laughs> hey, 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 Jason. I don't know if this is going to shock you, but like, uh, like most of the people in Canada, their answers are European. Yeah, but no way. Yeah, but we have like a a different. I don't know. Like to me, if you're even like walking past someone you know's house around dinner time, and like yeah. you're talking to them outside, it, like it'd be really weird not to invite them for dinner. What? Wait, wait. But I, 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 I There's no shot that's true. 
No, yeah, that's going a little too far. Like, what the hell is that? I literally You're- was driving past my boss's house. And I called him. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to be passing your house in like 20 minutes. Do you want to have a beer? So I said, yeah. And that was at like 3.30. And he's like, I was there for like an hour. He's like, oh, you're going to stay for dinner? I'm like, yep. Okay, like, that's not the same scenario. I don't know. I feel the like scenario you you presented to begin with was somebody's already making dinner inside their house and they're like out i don't know watering their lawn or something around dinner time right before they're gonna go in to eat dinner and you just randomly stroll by their house and they're like hey i know you come in and eat yeah maybe not quite like that but like what i said is pretty common or like um another good example is my best friend lives 35 minutes and this is kind of the same but also different my best friend lives about 40 minutes away from me, right? So last weekend we went to the movies and it finished at like 1030. And uh, the movie theater is right by his house. And instead of just going home, he's like, you should just stay over because it's already almost 11. And driving at night sucks. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, those are just, those are yeah, yeah, normal, those are normal scenarios. I feel that like that is very normal, right? But I feel like that's what we're talking about here. You're because yeah. you're you're thinking about the beer, right? You're already at that person's house and they know you're there. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to have dinner. So yeah. they offer you food. That is what we all expect to be. Yeah. That's the normal interaction. Exactly. But the, the one you what we're talking about with Sweden is that they don't do that. But then the scenario you presented at first was like wildly in the opposite direction. It's like I, I, the, the yeah. whole other end of the spectrum. I don't know. I yeah. feel like it's not very weird. The two. Just just situation. just to be like uh just to be fair to the Swedes, like it's not that you would never like serve, you know, your friends like schoolmate a meal. It was sort of this specific scenario where like, hey, they come over and it's you know, the the play date happens to run over into dinner. In that case, you would not serve uh your guest dinner, which is still super fucking weird, but it's like a little less bad than the Wait, you know, so they scenario. just like would eat in front of them? So like so the third so the Reddit original Reddit thread said that he just had to stay in his friend's room while he went down to eight for like thirty minutes. But the but the replies to this this viral Twitter thread have like described versions where they've literally been at the table and the family was eating and they just didn't get anything. So it's been described in many ways, like from from you know kind of kind of weird to super weird. But yeah, like people have described that scenario where they were at the table. The, the the even i the one being at the table is like really bad right but yeah that's the like one insane that threw me off was the breakfast one i don't know if that was the original one or if that was a reply to it Wait, but it was that? the one where they were like staying over at their friend's house and then when they woke up their friend was like brb and left and then when he was like, I wonder what's taking them so long. He like leaves his friend's room and goes outside and sees the whole family eating breakfast at the table. I was like, that's so weird that you would do that in like the morning. Like this person just woke up and you'd like, you don't even offer them breakfast. That's, that's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, no, I, I agree. It's insane. And like, again, the, the, the reasons that were suggested again, the stuff about so it was it was not that like they don't want to sh- 
so it's like they tied it into like agricultural scarcity back in the day, like back in, I don't know, like the 1920s or 1800s saying that it's not that you don't want to share the food. It's that to, uh, you don't want to impose or something like that. Like you don't, you don't want to like, it's, it's, it's some sort of like like weird manner thing. Oh no. no, I think it was the, what they said was that you didn't want to insult the guests by giving them food and saying you're too poor to have, you know, have your own food. So that's the how they tried to explain it. I'm like, eh, that doesn't really make sense. And uh, that also, is like, literally the whitest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, it's it also sounds like like a lot of copium. Honestly, like, it, it doesn't really hold up the scrutiny. I think that is that. I don't. I don't even know what to say about that. You 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 don't want to feed a guest because you don't want to want insult them. Poor that yeah. they're too poor to have their own food that is actual insanity and the thing is that like even if even if that was true let's say i don't know like when i, I don't know when sweden was poor like, in my in my mind like sweden's always been like a rich powerful country so who knows so let, let's just assume they were poor back in the day after like the 19 like i don't know like 50s or like, uh, 60s I, I feel like the standard of living there has gone up a lot you know like they, they seem to like really brag about how uh, nice your country is to live in this culture should have changed. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that culture sticks around. I mean, maybe it is a boomer thing. Like a lot of these replies seem to be from older people, so maybe that culture is changing. So, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing is is just baffling to me. Like, why can't? Wouldn't the like the sensible thing to do be to like send your guest away? Yeah, that would be Before okay. You it's your time, time to leave rather than watching like eating in front of them. That's so awkward. Like you, like I, like are you avoiding being rude by not sending them away before they're ready to leave? But also, you're gonna eat in front of them and not offer them anything. Like it's so just I don't know. The whole thing is just weird. Yeah, it is a really weird combination of it's just a lot of weird social dynamics coming together that made me not understand it. Anyway, uh. Wait, have you been to Europe? Neither of you have been to Europe, right? I said I haven't. I don't think Keith has. Hell no. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll just tell my, my Sweden story then. So I did go to Sweden back in like 2012, 2013. I don't know. Whatever. It was early 2010s. And I did stay at a friend's house. So it was, And uh, I did stay overnight. And actually what happened was his stepmom invited me to make meatballs together. And so you know, we made we made meatballs together, and we and she, I had we had I had them for dinner with him, so it was all it was all very nice. So I did I not understand that theme at probably all. Probably a different situation though, because you are clearly a visitor from another country rather than it's also a different, who lives down the road. It was, it was also a different situation because my friend's stepmom was Asian. So there we go. Oh, it's also a different situation because he was sleeping with the stepmom. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's 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 just hearsay. Uh, but yeah, I don't, well, would you always, uh, agree to do it in that situation? Uh, help cook what? if offered. Oh, when you're uh, staying at somebody's place and they're like, you want to help 100%. cook? I would oh, be like, uh, I don't really want to do this. Well, it depends too, if you're paying to stay there or not, but most likely if you're staying there, you're staying there for free, so. Oh, it's, okay. So this is an interesting dynamic because I guess this really sort of depends on your attitude toward toward cooking. This wasn't sort of like I hate. Cooking. Are you are you asking are you asking me like did I take it as like, hey, 
did I feel like my, my labor was being conscripted? Is that, is that what you're no, asking? No, not like if you felt like obligated to do it. Just like me, I don't like being in one-on-one social situations with people that I'm not very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's mom was like, you want to cook? Like, I assume you've never like met this woman before. Are you like, were you just very no, yeah. comfortable with her or is like your first time meeting her first first time meeting her but she was just like a very friendly woman it was it was just one of those things where it's like oh just just come in and let, let's make some meatballs you know it's one of those things some, some people just have like that kind of good you know social aura or like they're very welcoming so that it, it didn't feel bad or anything like that i was like yeah yeah sure, i would i would like shy away from ever doing that yeah, but I feel like then you're in the awkward situation where like, oh my god, am I insulting them by like not, you know, joining in on this? So I, I feel like that just put that would just put Keith in like a in, in a stun lock of this anxiety. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Like I would I would like I don't know. I feel like I would just end up like standing around awkwardly not doing anything. My but like still be there or something. I don't know. That situation would like freak me out. You would you would break a window and jump out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, gotta, I gotta use the bathroom and just hide in there for a couple of hours. Something like that scene oh in God. Scott Pilgrim where he jumps out the window. Anyway, I I I did I did like the story because like my, my my friend was like white Swedish and it just happened to be that I, I was trying because like the moment I was trying to like tell people hey that wasn't my experience in Sweden then I realized oh wait yeah the woman who invited me was like an immigrant so like okay <laughs> that that makes sense. Maybe she was like desperate for company because she had to not feed any of the other friends. She was like, finally, a friend that I can get away with feeding. So she invited you to help cook. I mean, again, like the responses on. So the response I read, it seems that like the majority of like the Europeans are like, yeah, that's weird. Not many people do that. But. It does seem they're acknowledging that yes, there is like a large enough minority that it's some it's a culture that they're aware of, even if they don't partake in it themselves. Like they're aware that other people do that. It's not like the concept of that is not foreign to people, even if they don't agree with it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe twenty percent of households, ten percent of households, but it is it is some number. Yeah, I wonder about the flip side, uh, where like I was. Well, you gotta eat um... everything. No, no, no. I was, like, raised or told or whatever that, like, if you are going to somebody's place, like, this is not really, like, a, like, a school friend situation, but, like, a, I guess it's, like, a family situation or something like that. Like, if you're going to somebody's place and you are, like, bringing food with you, you're supposed to bring food for them as well. Like, you oh, don't yeah. just show up randomly at somebody's place. Not randomly, but you don't show up at somebody's place with, like, food and nothing for them, right? And, like, eat in front of them. Go into their house and eat in front of them. I wonder how that would work. Yeah, it's a pretty normal thing. Or, like, if you bring beer to someone's house, it's pretty typical you leave it there if it's not finished. Yeah. I feel like those kind of rules are, like, pretty... Like, the beer rule, that, that that's pretty obvious. Like, you, you never take it back. Yeah, it's really weird. Although, I mean, I guess it depends on like who you're talking to. Like, if if you're if you're bringing your own like food to someone's house, you're probably close friends with them anyway. Like, if you're like, hey, yeah. I I picked up some like Chipotle on the way because I, I I missed dinner. I, I don't think like, anyone would care about that. I can't really think of like the it's very specific scenario you're talking about. I think here. he like, means like 
like, like okay so not like there, chipotle like <laughs> no i mean even if it's that right so there's situations where like i will be with when i was younger i would be with like my sister and my my dad or something like that and we would be going around and we would have to like stop off at like my aunt's house right and like so my aunt and cousin will be there if we are getting food along the way uh we should and we're going to go into their house we should bring food for them yeah Yeah, Uh, i mean it's kind of weird just to show up with nothing yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, that, that's sort of complicated, I feel. I feel like it's sort, it really depends on the dynamic. It's of a the little situation. bit different with family, too, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's I think I'd too. honestly be less likely to do it with my family than with uh, someone I actually like. It's like one of those things, right? Like, it's, it seems like so customary where if you're being invited to someone's house for dinner, like you bring like a nice bottle of wine. That's like such a stereotypical thing to do, right? My dad always brings pie. Yeah, that could that could, that could work too. Pie's cheap yeah. though, man. Does he get like a, does he get like yeah, wine at least costs cheap, like, so like like does he, like does he know that like if he's bringing a pie, wait, does he take it out of the box? Like, no, does, or does box. he just bring like a supermarket supermarket? Does he bring like a supermarket pie? You know, like a supermarket pie costs like like four dollars. Depends. You can get good ones, but yes, it's not exact. It's not expensive. It's just something. Hey, I brought a pie. Yeah, but he's not, he's not even taking it out of the box, right? They can see clearly that it's like chain X or whatever. Yes. It's, it's, a... it's not supposed to be money. It's supposed to be a, a gen, like, not generous. But like... I, I, I think the cost matters a little bit. Like, if you're going to like, someone's house for dinner and you're clearly like bringing like an $8 pie instead of like a $20 bottle of wine, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I would be, I would not do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I would. I would sort of semi try to like bring something that people know I would spend at least like 20 bucks basically. Like, so I, uh, I would not bring supermarket pie. If I, if I had to bring supermarket pie, I would take it out of the box and like put it in like other packaging. There's a scene in meet the parents where, uh, he goes to, um, like a, a corner store essentially to get like a toothbrush and stuff. Cause he lost his, uh, suitcase. Yeah. And he tries to get a nice bottle of wine that they have there. Yeah. And they only have like a $9 bottle of wine or something like that. And he's like, don't you have like something that's like 40 or $50? He's like, you could just get like four bottles. <laughs> 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 that's all I'm thinking of right now is I feel like buy four bottles of cheap wine. <laughs> I think that that scene speaks to the fact that like the way I think is more common and your dad is like, is oh. just, he's very cheap and he's I think cheap my dad just like pie. <laughs> Note to self, never accept an invitation to Wax's house because he doesn't appreciate my effort and he just wants my money. No, 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 no. no, This doesn't go, this doesn't go both ways. I don't care. People can bring nothing. I, I, I just do this because I feel like I should like bring at least something of X value. I don't use it to judge other people when I invite people over. Like that, that, this is just purely one way. You, you gotta believe me on this. So you're, so you're not, you don't use it to judge people bringing you stuff, but you use it to judge people bringing other people stuff. No, I, I, it's like it's purely self-inflicted. It's like, it's. I mean, you're like, literally there's, there's insulting no... Jason's dad right now. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, my dad's it's, a nice guy. Ah, he seems like a nice guy. Oh, spe- speaking of. Uh, I forgot when when your mom and your dad dad uh, split, but 
uh, did your mom ever have to, like, what, what was your mom's like uh, go to if you brought if you had friends over from uh, for, from school or whatever? What, what, what would your mom self proclaimed best mom in the world? What, what does she what does she do? She'd make a pile of firewood typically. A what? She would make me go stack firewood. What? Yep. No, no. If if a friend comes over, yep. yep. What does that have to? What That's is, what she would do. To punish what you for have having to... friends. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. So if you if you tried to bring a friend over, yep. Would she like? Would she send them? She would send them home and then say, "Jason, nope. go start nope. some firewood." She'd make them sit there awkwardly and watch me. <laughs> wait, how wait, wait. Times, what? How many times did you do this before you just never brought a friend over? Three times. Wait, wait. Did she like make it explicitly clear, or was it implied? Like, how was no, the communication? It was clear. It was stack firewood. Wait, no, no. But would, would she like say, "Hey, like, why are you bringing like why are you bringing kids over?" Like, did she no. say, that, say that? Like, <laughs> tell me it's okay, and then do that. Okay, so it was like it was a like, passive aggressive. It was like, so was she at least like nice to? You? Did she pretend to be nice to your friend that you're bringing over? At least, like, did she give him a sandwich or something? Yeah, it's just weird. It's like the same deal as the having someone eat dinner and just sitting there and watching, except I'm working so, instead so, of Okay, okay. So, so so she would she would like give your friend like like whatever dinner or whatever you're having, yeah. right? But before but before so so basically what happened first the first thing that happens is you bring your friend over yeah. and as and to just show your friend that to to make them feel bad for coming over, she would punish you by making you stack firewood. And then she yeah. would just resume as if nothing had happened, and that and be yeah. and just like totally okay, all right, yeah. Mm. Jason's mom, but by, by, by the way, self-proclaimed best mom in the world. Best mom in the world. Yeah. I don't know that it needs repeating at this point, but I feel like your mom needs help. Definitely. Definitely. Um, by the by the way, what like stacking firewood for uh for like a uh, urban city boy like me? Can you explain like that chore and why it's so annoying? You ever lifted a log before? I mean, like I don't know, like they're heavy. I don't know. It's, wait, wait, they're, they're heavy and there's copious amounts of them. Okay, could you could you explain this more for me? Like, so it, it's already cut, right? Someone's already cut it. No. So you get, so this, she wanted you to chop it's it. Cut, it's cut up into sections, like it's like the size of my like your forearm. Okay, and so yeah. what would you have to do? You you have to chop it and then stack it. Is that what you mean? No, just you take it from a big pile and wherever it gets dumped, and you have to stack yeah. it outside the house. Okay, uh, can I ask you like an obvious question? Why doesn't the chopping station? Why isn't why isn't why isn't it close to the house? Because it gets cut. By whoever sells it. Yeah, it's it's delivered. Okay, so it's delivered. Okay, and dropped off the back of the truck. Okay, so it, someone just delivers like a stack of wood in your front yard, and someone yeah. has to carry it back to the to whatever to inside. Exactly. Okay. Did you have to like arrange it in like a certain like pattern or something like that? You just stack it. Okay. Was it a scenario where like your friends felt pressure to help you or something like that? I think it's pretty normal to be like, all right, well, this is weird. I'll help you to get it done as quick as possible. Okay, and then we so can go on to like actually being normal. Do you you think that maybe that your mom wasn't uh, punishing you, but she was she saw your friends as like potential free labor? No, because she told or them like, not to help. 
<laughs> you told him not to help? That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's like, no, no, it's, 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 this is Jason's work. Yeah. We leave him to it, and, and she bring your friends lemonade. Pretty much. The other okay. okay, so this happened three times, and you yeah. decided that was yes, that was enough. the end yeah. of that. But yeah, why was it that every time you try to bring a friend over, there was firewood to be stacked? I don't know. We always we always had firewood for one because it's it's Canada, like, man. It's cold. It's it's Canada. It, it, yeah, it's cold and. Um, year-round we use fire for heating yeah but i feel like the trick would be the day that the firewood is delivered you just stack oh, it oh it, it, that's then... one of those things is where they get it once at the beginning of the year and we have it for the whole year yeah so once and it's it already just... stacked then you're safe no because there's only enough room to stack like a bit you know what i mean Oh, so you there's so it's always the the pile is always there is what you're saying, and yeah. then you you stack what you're gonna go through. And yeah, then... like we pretty much just bring it closer to the house because like so if you had stacked yard. it, she would just make you stack more, even though yeah. you didn't yeah. need to. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Wait, was this was this her was this just like a general go to like punishment for you for anything? Uh, it just was like. I'd say it's not even a punishment. Like on a normal day, that's perfectly understandable for someone to do that, right? But it, you'd think when you have a friend over, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> like you it's can wait a, till tomorrow. So the timing was like, it's like you bring a friend over and she's immediately like, yeah. "Hey, why don't you go stack some firewood?" Seems yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. What was your punishment otherwise? Like if you did something bad, should take my laptop cord. That was a good one. I got my door taken for like a month in high school. What did you do to get your door taken? Uh, I mean, I guess in most of these scenarios, you didn't really do anything. But like, what did your mother think you did to get your door taken? uh, She was mad that she came home from work and I was sitting in my room. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I lost my door. Oh, and also, I was sleeping with the door shut. That was another part of it. Oh, she was just worried about fan death. Yeah. So, you to keep Jason's that mo- ventilation going. Jason's mom, what, 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 what a piece of work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, whatever. I, I, I guess, I guess everyone who listens to this pot listens to the chat because I was going to say, like, the the recent story you told from like around town was was also pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. That one was something else. I talked to my sister about it after, and she was like, I feel like there's no way that's true. I'm like, I don't know. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, but, you, you know it from you know it from your dad, right? Your dad told you what happened? No. Yeah, but like my dad like probably oversold it a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he probably he probably, you know, made his story a little bit juicier, yeah. I'm assuming. I would say it's probably like seventy percent true, eighty percent true. I mean, he's not exactly incentivized to, like, you know, speak kindly about your mom, I feel. Yeah. They've only been divorced for, like, 20 years and still hate each other, so. Yeah. It's pretty it, great. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. So, did you, so you ended up, what about the, you going to your friend's house? So, that, that, that was fine? Yeah. That was the, right. that was the play. That was, that was how we got away with 
actually yeah. being normal. That was actually more preferable maybe to her, so she didn't have to deal with the, the kids any. Kids no, because then she had to drive, and that was never good. Mm. It worked good when I was old enough to drive. Mm. Okay, well, that that was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's therapy with Jason, but that, that was... Uh, Definitely not therapy. <laughs> That's 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 true. That's true. All, all, all of you still hate each other, so I, n- n- nothing was resolved. Yeah, exactly. Except your except your sister, who seems to like be like like I don't know. Is she, is she the one who's more like 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 lenient toward your mom? I don't know. My sister was uh, like gaslighted by my mom for a long time. Uh, so my parents got divorced when I was three, and my sister was five, right? So my sister was manipulated by my mom to hate my dad. <laughs> and then, uh, what was it? where was I going with this? Oh, as we got older, are you like, you start to realize like, okay, my mom's kind of nuts. Uh, so I moved in with my dad eventually. And uh, my sister's got the full brunt of living with my mom so <clears throat> so um yeah they're not so close now <laughs> all right well i guess i guess everyone needs help and uh it, it'll but it'll probably never happen i think my sister's the only one who actually goes to talk to somebody about it what do you mean talk to talk to who about it like a like a professional all right well it, it it doesn't it doesn't seem like the lingering bitterness has made you feel feel weird unless you're unless you're hiding something. No, I don't really care. It's, it's my mom's loss. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it seems like you've moved past it, and it's, it it has not left you with any lingering trauma that affects you to this day. Although who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm pretty good. Are are you are you just, are you like now naturally mistrustful of women? Uh, I wouldn't okay. say that. <laughs> I feel, I feel like the, the, the fact that you paused, I don't know. Maybe, I wouldn't say naturally maybe. most stressful. I, I feel like the fact that you pause means that maybe everyone in this family still needs some help. Yeah. I think every family needs some help, to be honest. Do you like your stepmom? My stepmom's okay. <laughs> All right. My she, stepmom she, has she's her ex- moments, but like... She's acceptable. Yeah, she just like, she's like really strange because she'd be very understanding about some stuff. And then other things like if I showered more than once a day, she'd lose her mind. Okay, but she makes your dad happy, which is, which is what really matters. I would not even go that far, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. You know what? I, I feel like there's more. To, there's like a lot more to unpack here, but we're just we're we'll take one step at a time. Yeah. This is this is what we learned for today. It's it's like a video game, right? You, you can't like have the entire like narrow. That, you can't have all like the character development beats in like in like one thing. We we gotta get like disc two. All right, uh, you guys want to handle the third topic? Or what, what, do you, what do you guys want to do? Sure. What was that one again? Oh yeah. Oh, it was. I did read about this. I heard about this more than the Sweden thing. So. All right. So uh, there's been like a, there's been a rash of uh, like very high profile. Uh, sort of salacious protests in the last few months. So, the one that you may have heard heard of uh, was during the NBA playoffs, where 
there was a animal rights activist. There were several of them actually. The most famous one was the, was a woman who glued herself to the who tried to glue herself to the uh, the the, the NBA the basketball court. Then there was another one who chained herself to the stanchion where the basket is. And there's an, there's another protester who tried to like jump onto the courts and do some sort of like thing where they would like take off their you know hoodie and show they were wearing like a referee uniform and they would get like a technical foul to uh, to to someone. So basically, this was all to protest the Minnesota Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor, who is heavily invested into factory poultry farms. And uh, basically, what they did was uh, so you know there was some sort of outbreak of an avian disease. And uh, if that happens, uh, you don't want it to spread to the other chickens. So what what the general practice in the agriculture industry is, if there's like a ter- if there's like an outbreak of disease, you just you destroy all of the animals basically because you don't want it to spread. So that can be millions at a time. Like if you get like foot and mouth disease in pigs, you, that just means that these farmers are going are they're just going to literally kill like uh, like five million pigs. And that happens like I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say it happens frequently, but that's the standard practice. And uh, these protesters were—I think—they were protesting the fact that, he, not just the fact that they were killing the animals, but they were killing them in like a very uh, inhumane way. Apparently, the, the, like the way you do it in like a factory chicken farm is that you raise temperature to like—it's not like an—it's like a low oven. It's like you raise to like one hundred eighty degrees or something like that somehow, and then all the animals die like a horrible, suffocating, like slow heat death. So that's what they were protesting. Uh, another very recent protest was that uh, a climate activist, they went to the Louvre in, in Paris and they threw like a cream pie at the Mona Lisa, which didn't damage it because the Mona Lisa is kept inside like a glass case because they know that this kind of thing is going to happen. But whatever, it got it gone in use and, you know, it's it's fun. It, 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 the, the activists, they achieved their goal of, uh, you know, get, getting into the news. And actually today, there was a thing that happened just now, I think, I, I as I was writing the show notes. I noticed the thing, and it was uh, a cl- another climate activist. They ran, she ran on the floor uh, of during the French Open, and she also she uh, tied herself to the uh, the net or something like that. And she had like a shirt on that says, "We only have like one thousand something days left." I don't know what the, the significance of that is, but I'm just assuming she's saying it's some sort of like climate change thing. Like, you know, if we don't you know do something with carbon within this many days, it's going to be bad. So. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, you guys, what do you think about these protests? Do you think they're effective? Like, what, what, when you see when you see this kind of news, like, what does it make you think about the causes? To be honest, I don't think they're effective at all because I didn't hear about the causes. I just heard that some nut job smeared something all over the Mona Lisa, and that's all you hear. Crazy person did yeah. this. So you you not know? Yeah, no idea like what the thing I had was no about. Idea why they did it. I just heard they did it. Keith, have take, what about you? Like, do you, you look at this kind of thing and like, do you think it affects your awareness at all, or is it basically just like crazy person does crazy thing? I have not paid attention to any of this, but you so, you know of these kind of things though. I mean, hypothetically, like, you... uh, yes, I know it happened, but it doesn't register as like a thing. So like, what do you guys, so this is actually interesting because uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, it's an NBA podcast. He actually sought out the group, animal rights group that uh, was in, involved in all these NBA protests. And this guy, like he went to this, uh, basically the media spokesperson and talked to them like, hey, like he was, he's very direct actually. I, I, it was a very good interview, I thought. 
uh, and he sort of asked him, hey, like, when you do this, you look like clowns. Like, people don't take you seriously when you do this. Like, so why do you choose this method of protest? And the guy who was being interviewed said, like, he said, yeah, like, like we know this. And we've, like, we've actually done sort of, like, uh, like, we debate this among ourselves all the time because we know that we do these kind of stunts. People don't take us seriously, and they look at us as kooks. But he was also saying that, like, this is what's effective because he was talking about they actually had they actually did like investigative work. They sent in like people disguised as workers into the chicken factories and took videos. They put them on YouTube. They sent them they sent like the videos to like local news stations and they so they apparently they actually did go about it like you know in the quote unquote what you would say the right way. But that stuff doesn't get any traction because people don't care about uh, animal rights that much, I suppose. So uh he was saying yeah like, we're they're doing these methods because like getting attention in any way is better than like you know going about the right way but not, not having anyone care at all i mean the net result might be that no one that still no one cares but at least uh in one way people will actually pay attention so it's i always like very sympathetic to that because it's uh it's one of those things where you where it's very hard to get one in this day and age, very hard to get people to pay attention to you Two, very hard to get people to care about what you care about. So, I mean, it's, it's just like a really hard like, uphill battle in general. So, I, I mean, like, like while I, while I can laugh at these antics, I also sort of respect like the, 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 the intent behind it. Like I, I, I believe these people, they're not kooks. Like I, I, I actually, I, I think they're doing the best they can in like a very difficult circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're, they're just like crazy just for the hell of it. Um, well, some of them, and, some of them probably are, but yeah. Like in, in and general, it's true that like, if they, if they, they like, they've probably been, this is like something they've cared about for a while and nobody has paid any attention to it. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares. Uh, but you know, you do something a little out there on camera, you pull a little stunt and you know, that's more publicity than you've ever gotten before. So. Yeah. And I guess it's just really hard to do like, it's also really hard to do real journalism, right? Like what's, what's that, um, that film that got went viral a couple of years ago, uh, Blackfish. The one that like, you know, no, 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 Blackfish, the one that like revealed the, Conditions like the killer whales are in like in sea oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember like, and that one was actually effective. And you know, that one I, I think because of that, like the image of like keeping uh, large whales in aquariums, the public perception of that went really, really down. And now I think it's like much more rare. I think. I, yeah, Marine I, I remember reading. Is yeah, like I remember Bandit. reading art. Marine Land's like a local kind of place like that, Niagara Falls. And uh, they're banning journalists from going. But I just think like the amount of skill you need to make like a documentary of that quality, it's it's non-trivial, right? Like like every year, people make a gazillion, like hundreds and thousands of documentaries are made by people who think they can make a documentary, and a lot of them are probably in terms of the actual like content and facts they present, they're probably okay. But there's probably not like in terms of like, a technical sense, like they're probably not edited way edited in a way that's like you know compelling, not edited in a way that you know tugs on the heartstrings. So just like the artistic skill you need, the professional skill you need to get your point across as an activist is like it's so high. And these guys don't have that much money, right? It's like like I I, I doubt they can hire like really good documentarians. So like I I, I really sympathize with their cause. That the fact they like, the fact that they have to go to these crazy stunts like it's 
obviously they don't look good to the public, but I understand why they have to do it. It's what it's the best they can do with the resources they have, probably. I would argue that making a good documentary is actually incredibly easy, and the hard Ooh. part is getting someone to care enough to market it. Ooh, film student. Have you made a document? Did you have to make a documentary for your for for school, Keith? Uh, no, because I switched from production to critical studies. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, I wrote essays about movies. I didn't make them. Ah, uh, I changed my okay. emphasis. So, what what makes you say this? Like, have you have you have you like just watched a shit ton of like documentaries that no one watched, no one else watched, but you you watched them and you, you thought these are really good? Like, is is that your feeling? Uh, well, I don't think documentary filmmaking is any different than regular filmmaking in, uh, like a conceptual sense. Um, because you're, so every documentary has a bias, right? Every documentary is trying to prove their point and tell their story. Um, so it, there, there is like a, it, it's like a trick to editing in the way that like everything is a trick to editing. Like editing is really important to a, like a fiction movie editing. as much as it is to documentaries. Yeah. But yeah, editors are the they're the most underrated, like undervalued people in like any visual media. Sorry, go on. Yeah, like as long as you have, um, a a case, right? Like you, if you are passionate about something you can put out a solid documentary about it and like there's i think youtube is the biggest proof of this uh because like youtube video essays get millions of views um you just have to have a topic that people care about um and if you don't have a topic that people care about nobody is going to pay any attention to it and then nobody who could get people to pay attention to it are gonna care because Wait. people who market documentaries and stuff like that are also in it to make money so are you telling me that i'm looking at the other way around it's like you i you can make the best you know like animal rights whatever documentary ever it's just like no one if no one cares about it in the first place it's not going to do well so you're saying that i'm looking at the like, opposite way that that it actually is yeah, I mean, I feel like animal rights is actually like an easy thing to get somebody to care about. So here's well, here's um, the thing about black the thing about blackfish is that like I don't think that like I did not know like, would you have expected that, that that it would be so successful and be so influential? Like I would not have thought that so many people cared about the welfare of killer whales, and that's just a small population too, right? There's probably like I don't know like fifty aquariums around the world that are keeping orcas. And it's such like a good niche topic, and yet it, it captured the imaginations of so many people. So, so like my contention is that the quality of the documentary matters. It, it, would, it would make people care about something they wouldn't have cared about before. So, I, I, I still think that like my point of view still has some merit there. Well, when I say to get people to care about, I mean so it, it like it's two things because generally speaking, um if you say like, don't harm animals, most people's reaction would be like, yeah, don't harm animals. Right. Like, it's not like a super controversial thing. Like they're not going to like go out of their way to 
not harm animals in a way that they're not paying attention to. But if you are like, we like animals, everybody's like, yeah, we like animals, they're cute and whatever. Uh, but also the people that you have to get to care about are the people who are going to like distribute and market your your documentary. And those people, because they know, like, generally speaking, like, hey, animals are good. You can get them to distribute a documentary about, like, helping animals. Like, who, do you know who the distributor for Blackfish was? Uh, not off of my head, obviously. So, like, Because it wasn't, like, it's not like. Uh, it's CNN Films. Yeah, so. Just random. Money, right? That's the yeah. key. It's not like a bunch of people or a few people randomly made a documentary about killer whales in captivity and then it just like magically blew up. Right. But I think the distribution company didn't look at it and say, hey, we see a huge latent audience for people who love orcas. I think they saw it and say, this is actually just a really good documentary. Like quality wise, it made me care about a topic. Like the people who were screening it, they're like, Hey, this made me care about a topic I did not care about before. So we, we should put it in theaters because I think that it'll make other people care too. So I, I actually think like the quality of the filmmaking matters a lot here in terms of like being able to like convince people to care about things they didn't necessarily even think about before. I think it it matters, yeah. But I don't I think it can I think it can go two ways. Like, there's obviously the shitty, like, fast put together document on Netflix where you take something you know people really love, like the true crime shit, and you just spam shit out there. That that's that's a certain genre. Like, that is definitely a very lucrative genre, and Netflix and YouTube and everyone they're getting into that. But I think also there's another different kind of like side of documentary filmmaking where you just make a really good film about something that people didn't know that they they were interested in, but then you present it in a way and people realize, oh wow, it's fascinating. Like, uh. What's that rock climbing film, Free Solo? Like that one got huge, right? And I don't think it's because people really give a shit about like, like you know, free soloing. It was just like a really well-made documentary and it's convinced a lot of people to give a shit about this sport and this person. So I, I think it goes both ways. Uh, like, so uh, I would say that like animal rights in the sense of like, not, not you know, not, you know, this kind of like, hey, let orcas go free. That's I feel like that's a little bit of a, like a low bar, but animal rights in terms of sense is like, hey, stop eating chicken because chickens are raised in like horrible conditions. I don't think there's a latent market for that documentary. I think to actually make a good documentary about that, you just you actually need really good skill of making it. Like that's one of those things where you're not capturing any like a uh, latent interest. That's purely your art, your your uh, film your filmmaking skill is going to convince people to care. I think a poorly made documentary with a lot of money behind it will blow up better than a great documentary, a greatly crafted documentary with no money behind it. I mean, that's probably true, right? Mark, mark, marketing budget does mean, you know, it does the, mean something. The money is the, the key. And I mean, money helps you make a better documentary as well. So, the, I mean, there's that, but... Like you can make a probably make a great documentary and you know this is then nobody can see it. But also are you making a great documentary if you don't have somebody backing you also? So that's what I was gonna ask you, because like 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 how many doc uh, oh that's the question I asked you before. Like are there like a lot of documentaries you've seen that you thought this is incredibly high quality 
it didn't do well because it didn't have marketing budget behind it. Like, have you, are there a lot of those that come to mind or at least like a couple of those that come to mind for you? I don't really go out of my way to watch like feature length documentaries um, that aren't already like known. Yeah. Like I've never stumbled across a, a random like feature length cinematic documentary that I, I pretty much only like, watched biography well ones too. <laughs> right. But I've I, seen I'll some say. amazing YouTube video essays that are like several hours long. Okay. But but that's something like were, were they did they convince you to like think about a thing you didn't care about before or do you, or do you track to them because you wanted to know about the topic anyway? Uh, it was YouTube algorithm. Well, they, exactly. They're, they're document. They're they're video essays about like uh, about gangs tied to drill music, and if you listen to music on uh, YouTube, watch music on YouTube, uh, especially drill music, it'll probably pop up in your algorithm at some point. You know, you know what? This has actually convinced me to spend the five bucks and uh, buy this documentary that I've been meaning to buy that no one has watched, but it's about how the manholes in New York City are made by uh, foundry workers, not foundry, whatever, metal workers in India. Because I, I was thinking about this because if you look at the manholes and like the storm drains in New York City, they all say made in India on them. I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And I Googled it. I saw a trailer for a documentary that no one that apparently no one has watched, but I, I found the trailer and it just shows these guys in India, they're like barefoot and they're like making these molds in the sand. And it seems like pretty just terrible. If, if, if it, it's like we're hundred percent exploiting their labor so we can have manholes in New York city, but it, it, it fascinated me for a second. And then I saw that I had to buy this documentary for $5, but now he has convinced me, or maybe I've convinced, I've convinced myself or like to support this uh, documentary maker and just buy five bucks and watch this movie about these poor metal workers in India who make our manholes in New York City. Do you know the name off the top of your head? Uh, oof. One second. I think I can find it. Uh, Jason, Phil, talk, talk, talk about documentaries that you, that you really enjoyed. Talk about Blowing for Columbine. Do you, watch, do you watch Blowing for Columbine? No. Why would I watch a movie? I mean, I mean that was like the last like big. Uh, that, that's from like a bygone age, right? When like you know documentaries. I was eight when that movie came out, man. All right, uh, it's Jason, a little bit uh, dark topic. I actually really want to see this Val Kilmer documentary that's on Amazon, though. Is it about him and his voice cancer? It's about his whole life. He actually apparently really well documented his whole life, which makes sense because I heard that he's kind of vain. So, um. Yeah, and then it goes into that part of it. Okay, uh, I found it. It's uh, it's called Cast in India. Because yeah, it's it's metal. It's like metal casting. Yes. And uh, I can get it on Apple TV for two bucks. Wait, where else can I watch it? I can get it on YouTube for three bucks. So I'm probably I'm probably gonna get it. Okay. I oh was, wait, I was just I was mostly asking because I I did like a quick. Uh, google search and i thought i found it um and i was like yeah. this is national geographic but it's not national geographic they just national geographic did like a piece on it or something like that or yeah they, yeah they, uh had a showing for it or a screening for it 
All right, this is 26 minutes long. It's three bucks to watch, and I guess I'll buy it so I can help this uh, this filmmaker who is apparently, uh, I don't know. I think she's an academic now. I don't. I don't think she's like a, yeah. She's oh wait, she's an anthropologist, so she's an academic. But I guess she she made this one documentary for uh, for funsies, whatever. Whatever. Support I, your I, okay. local documentarian. Yeah. Well, she's a, yeah. Your amateur documentarians who are also like university professors, but whatever. I mean, yes. they're the ones that need yeah. the money the most. Well, she's an assistant professor, so she probably actually does need the money. Oh wait, but she's at Cornell. Assistant at Cornell probably makes like she's not like a fucking city. No, uh, it, none of this matters. She needs the money. If you're an assistant professor at Cornell, I feel like she's doing all right. Yeah, I, I feel but like she's doing... she could be doing even better. better That's true. By three dollars. Maybe, maybe. I mean, like, it's. What, what, what do you think the split is? Uh, I don't know. It's independently distributed, right? Uh, no, it's, a, a no, it's distributed by Film Caravad, which is an Indian company. It's a, mm, it's a, I don't know. It's Indian distributor. Probably not going to get a big cut off of those three dollars. Anyway, guys, go go buy uh, Cast in India by Natasha Raheja uh, for three bucks, so you can learn about the brave Indian uh, metal workers who make manholes for American municipalities for very cheap. Oh, you know what? So, so, so this is just a random thing. I I randomly got into like a like you know, YouTube Google hole for this for like a, like a few years ago because I was really interested. And apparently, like this actually influenced the uh, the New York. Well, supposedly, uh, like they asked the uh, New York City government who bought by these, like, "Hey, are you aware that you know your manholes are being made by workers who are like working under like horrible conditions compared to USA?" And like, oh, we'll look into it. And you know, if uh, if it's true that they're working under bad conditions, we'll stop buying from them. I have no idea if like they actually did, if they actually stopped buying from from like you know these uh these uh, metalworking shops because of this documentary. But there's a chance. But in that case, then these guys are out of work, and that and then I don't know. Maybe that's something that's I don't know. Whatever globalization, yeah, guys. I, that's what I was about to say. I was like, in in these situations where you're like, don't use sweatshop labor or whatever. Like, isn't not buying the stuff worse? Like, it makes uh, you better because you're not using sweatshop labor, but then, like, then they Keith, don't Keith. make any money from the little money that they made. Keith, what, what, when did you get neolib pilt? Did it happen overnight? No, I like I'm I'm serious. Like, like what is the what is the best outcome here? Okay, uh, next week we'll invite uh, Cameron on to talk to you about neoliberalism and globalization and the world trade, and and he'll he'll tell you what the answer is. Okay, I mean I'm down. Like I'm I'm genuinely curious because, like obviously like it's bad, but like is it the worst? I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm gonna defer to like to like super lib cam to to explain to us like what why why uh actual why this is good or why this is bad. All right, uh, if, if we're done, are we done? How, how, how do you guys feel? Let's, uh, let's go to songs. Yeah, I mean, if we are putting out documentary recommendations, uh, then I recommend video essayist and. Uh, trap music historian Traplor Ross on YouTube. 
Uh, his videos are great, including the murder of FBG Duck and Jacksonville's Deadly Gang War, which both have uh, multi-million views. Um, and as for feature-length documentaries, uh, Grizzly Man is my favorite documentary because uh, it's incredible what white people will do. Also, holy shit, the $3 was to rent. To buy is $10 for like a 30-minute movie. I don't know, man. I feel, I feel, I feel like my... But it's just too I mean, obscure to pirate either. own it? Like, how many times are you going to watch this? Yeah. This would, I don't know, man. this would be a rent for sure. Jason, you're, you're, you're like, the one. Jason, you're the one who's like the most like I gotta own it just in case to have. Yeah, like you buy. You a buy a documentary about making steel. I don't think. I mean, it's not. It's not only that. It's you said it's only twenty six minutes. Like, how many? How many times do you need to watch a twenty six minute documentary before you digest all of it? Yeah, I'm gonna. Like, I'm gonna link the trailer in, in the chat, by the way, just in case. Uh, although you might have already found it, whatever. I'm not gonna watch this, man. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, but it costs a shit ton of money. So I've never been to New York. <laughs> I've never been to India. Cost a shit ton of money. It's three dollars. Ten bucks. No, I, it's, yeah, but it's you don't need bucks. to buy it. You can just rent it. Ah, you know what? I feel like what's going to happen is I'm going to buy it for ten, and I'm going to just convince myself to find ways to show it to people. It's like, hey, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, are you planning on like screening this for people? Is that why you need to hold on to it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll send this person an email and, and, and like ask her about the, the film. There you go. Get her on the podcast. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like it's like, hey, wh- what 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 convinced you to, to make a film about? Uh, I mean, I mean, this is this is kind of the thing that I you know like I basically like I actually I read like art like an article about this and she basically followed it. It was the same thing that I did where. I saw these made in India signs on the on the grates and Googled it. Except that when I Googled it, she had already made a documentary, so I could read about it. But what she did was like, oh, I'll fly to India and make a documentary about it. So that that's 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 pretty cool, I think. I think the fact that you can actually follow up on some some sort of uh, it's three dollars to buy this movie on iTunes. On I oh okay, this fucking goddamn it, this, it's ten yeah. on. I mean, that's on, that's on how you Google. get any good documentary, right? Ask a question, Jason, find the answer. Jason, can you put it on Plex? I mean, I don't know if I have this. I, like you said, this movie's probably way too obscure to be able to pirate it. Uh, it, I mean, you, you, you can't you can't rip it from iTunes, whatever. I don't, case, I'm not gonna it's... buy it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll send you three bucks. So yeah, theoretically, I could buy it on iTunes, download it, and then upload it to Plex. But that's fucking yeah. ridiculous. You okay? First of all, if you're going to send him the three dollars, I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a dollar. Just pay like, for like, it. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is happening right now? I don't, I don't want to own shit on like I like Apple, whatever. Okay, but you said you can rent it for three dollars. That's another thing too. I don't want this in my fucking iTunes library. What do you have against Indians? Nothing against it's Indians. Gonna, I don't. It's not related it's to my ma- interest. It'll skew my uh, your algorithm. It'll, it'll just algorithm. start giving you. Like, yeah, that's 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 true. The distributor is very very Indian. It's probably going to say, "Oh, you like the distributor? Ha- have a bunch of this like stuff from India." It's iTunes probably, that's probably the about. genre as Bollywood. Yeah, I was about to say you're going to buy this documentary, and then four years from now, you're going to be the biggest Bollywood stan. Yeah. <laughs> why is it so cheap on like iTunes only? That's so random. Like, why is it? Why does it, it is cost so much? Although honestly, 
Apple's pricing for movies on iTunes is actually pretty aggressive. Like a lot of stuff's fairly cheap. Maybe yeah, Apple like really wants it. to May, capture. Honestly, Maybe? could be a good point. Like I got the classic Nightmare on Elm Street today for five bucks Canadian, so like three bucks US. Okay, I mean that just seems normal. I feel like that you can probably that's, find that. That's a good deal though. And then like, uh, pretty cheap. I got the new Matrix movie for ten bucks. Yeah, like on uh, movies anywhere. I always I go in there and look at their Canada. their sales every it. now and then, and they had like the entire Predator franchise for like a couple of bucks each. Yeah, I wish we had movies anywhere in Canada. It would solve my biggest issues with Google Play, but we don't have it. Yeah. Unfortunately. When right. I was really Love young, songs. I wanted to move to the U.S. just because they had way better options for being a consumer. Like, Stop being such a consumer. I was like 10. I, thought... and I was like, why do they get that? Yeah, but you grew up and became more of a consumer. Stop being such a consumer. No, but I think... I would never move to the U.S. for their streaming services now, but I definitely would have as a kid. Also, right now, don't you don't you guys still have the better streaming packages currently? I would say it's overall probably better because U.S. has too many where they don't have as many here because our population is a lot smaller. So, like our Netflix is less uh, like split up than yours would be between like nine hundred streaming services, but like the only yeah. ones they have here are Netflix, Amazon. Apple, uh, Paramount, and then Crave. I think that's it. And like our Disney Plus, sorry, is amazing because it has Hulu built into it. Hey, do you you guys think if I emailed this person, this professor, and I said, "Hey, I really want to watch your movie, but I'm a poor student. Could you like send me a DVD?" You, you think she yeah. said? You think she like she mailed me one? No, it's three dollars. Is that the name of the episode? It's three dollars. It's the it like you you how you you can't, you can't email the filmmaker lie about being a student and say that you can't afford three dollars. Yeah, uh, seems seems kind of sketch. She might not believe me too. I honestly do it, and then <laughs> after you do it, when you get a response. Either way, I want you to ask how many people have contacted her about this documentary. Hey, she went to NYU like me. We, we, we got a connection. What did you major in school? Journalism? Uh, economic, econ- economics. Esports. Economics. You're definitely <laughs> using your degree. I've said, I've said many times. I don't know if you were on, but I've said many times I should have dropped out. Like I, yeah. I regret not dropping out. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't done anything. Yeah, Wax I was mean, like, too degree-pilled, and he regrets it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, for, like, when I was in college, there was one part, like, my school, half it was really relevant to what I wanted to do, and half it wasn't, so I was like, this is kind of, like, a waste of my time. Yeah, But I'm really glad that I finished school, just because um, it's a lot easier to get a job, even if it's unrelated, just because it shows that you can finish something. Yeah, like I made all my social connections in like the first two years, so I, I didn't need the last two years. So that was just like getting the economics degree, which, and honestly, like like economics is like I don't want to say it's bullshit, but I, I don't like 
what, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to work at like an investment bank? Whatever. I mean, that's that's basically what everyone in the economics degree tries to do. They go try to go work at a bank. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So. Yeah, the bank that definitely worked well for you. Starcraft. Anyway, let's wrap up. Unless if you don't have anything else to say, I'll go first. So wait, oh yeah, we we always wrap up again with song recommendations. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Morbs band, Jared Leto, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Have you have you guys like? Is this in like your age range, Jason, or is it like too old for you or too new for you? I, I, I swear you don't know how old I am. I yes. yeah, like, I I, for, I ask every time and I forget. Yeah, because I don't care. Thirty Seconds to Mars was popular in like what 2005 to like 2010, roughly. All right. So yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jared Leto's band Thirty Seconds to Mars because he was a topic today. I'm gonna go with with their song Attack because it ties into my interest as well. Thirty Seconds to Mars, their song Attack was I don't think it was a big chart hit, but it was used in one of the StarCraft One on Game Net Star League like opening videos. So it's a very nostalgic song to me, and or maybe it was MSL, whatever. It was it was using connection with StarCraft. So yeah, I think it's not a good song. I think the only song by them I could even tell you though is the Kill. Oh, what what do you mean? Oh, like like their that song. song is called "The Kill." It's probably oh for Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just going with this one because it's nostalgic to me. It's probably not. Yeah, that no, good, I'm, but I'm just put... saying. I've only ever heard of that one song. All right. Wow, Jason. So, what 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 is what is your song? Hold on. So, hold like... on, hold on, hold on. Because you brought it up, I have to ask and derail things. Uh, how do you feel about the OGN news that came out today? Oh yeah, good call. Oh, oh yeah. So the news is that OG, uh, to give people context, on GameNet they died because they were very successful for a long time. But uh, Blizzard they took Overwatch in house, took away the rights. Riot took away the League of Legends. They took League of Legends in house, took away the rights. On GameNet was left with nothing to really show that anyone gave a shit about. Ran out of money. CJ ENM, their owning company, said, "All right, we're just shutting it down. Like this company, this channel has nothing else to show anymore." And they shut down. And uh, it has shut down for about a year now, I think. It was just like a skeleton channel. I think they... I'm not so even sure it was on the air. It, it, may not, it may have not even been on the air yeah, uh, on, on Korean cable anymore. But uh, OPGG, the Korean stats website, basically OPGG is, what is it? It's uh, what, What's the technical Start, name? It started off as a league website, but now it just does stats for video games in general. Yeah, I don't even know what, the, what you call this website. There's probably like a technical industry name, but they're they're the sites that like use the API to scrape all the data from the game and give you like guides. To, they they'll tell you, hey, you know, if you're playing Jinx, build these items and skill in this order. And because so many games nowadays have you know there's APIs that you can do that, it's just it's a big business. There's like five sites for League of Legends that do this, right? Six. I don't know. It's it's, it's big Lots, business. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, OPGG is the most successful one. It's really big in Korea, actually. About like uh. Like, I actually read news like they they have like a big office now. They have like thirty, yeah, thirty employees. I, I don't know. Like, they probably have fifty employees by now. If they hit thirty employees when I read the article, so it's a big business. It's a big business selling uh, gamers guides based on data. Anyway, they decided to buy OGN, and they said that they're they put out a press release. That, so the price we don't know. Like I'm assuming it was pennies because like what the hell was the CGA band going to do with it? It wasn't doing anything. CJ ENM is not interested in esports at all. Like from what I can tell, the CJ company like they don't give a shit about esports. Like, like you can say all you want about uh, the Korean Korea being the capital of esports or whatever or not. The big companies don't care. Like Samsung sold their team, SKT sold their team, CJ sold their team. All of the big conglomerates have tried uh, to make 
professional teams, and they all sold him. So it sort of tells you that the in Korea, the big companies they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. So it's really like Korean sports might be successful, it might be no, might 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 be big, but the big companies do not give a shit at all. So OPGG bought it. I'm going. Assume, I'm assuming because the founder is like a fan. Like the founder is probably like a giant like nerd who like watched LCK like a shit ton. That's what I'm assuming. So he did for sure because yeah. And so the, the press release says basically nothing. They said, hey, we're going to use this as a platform to create content. What kind of content? No fucking idea. He threw in some fucking buzzwords like metaverse, uh, VR, me- meaningless, meaningless buzzwords. Honestly, I think what happened was the founder was just a huge LCK fan, huge OGM fan, huge fanboy. Uh, he has enough money to buy the OGM brand off CGA and for pennies. And I, I'm really assuming it was pennies because, like, as I said, Korean conglomerates, they've shown time and time again, they don't give a shit about esports for some reason. And they pop and CJDN was like, "Hey, someone's giving us any money for this? We'll offload it." So now, OPGG they own the OGN name for for vanity. I'm sure they'll just throw it to some project manager or whatever, some like some whatever, some mid level exec and say, "Try to make something out of it." They'll try. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I have no fucking uh, expectations. It's just a thing that happened. But I'm I'm glad that it's out of CJDN's hands because, as I said, uh, Korean conglomerates do not give a shit about esports. They they do nothing with it. So, at least in OP, OPGG's hands, there's a chance that it becomes something, but probably not. Okay. Keith, it looks like you have two songs. What's the deal? I with do that? have two songs. Why do you have two? Well, I mean, I'll get to that when I get to my songs, but you go first. Why? Well, you could have gone first. I was interested by this. All right. I'll go then. Fine. Uh, two days ago, uh, Adam of the State, Liquid 82's, I would say their biggest album probably turn 23 years old so my song is uh what's my age again for link one day two because nobody by likes you when you're 23 by the way i don't know jason's age and uh i don't know if he's 27 uh i'm gonna forget about that very soon but whatever very soon. i'm almost 28 well not almost i'll be 28 this year it's six months to my birthday yeah i swear you think i'm like 12 sometimes like I'm, I'm a lot closer to your age than you think I am. The thing is, like, w- once you get old, you'll realize this. But everyone younger than you just come. This gets agglomerated into like one giant group in your in your mind. Like I see everyone who's like below thirty as like the same age. Okay. Right, uh, so my songs, I I do have two, um, because they're related. Uh, I, I, these came back to mind because I was, uh, doom scrolling through, uh, TikTok and the, one of them was in one of the TikToks for whatever reason. I don't even remember what the context was. Um, but early two thousands, uh, basically one hit wonder, I, I guess, Amen had a song called fuck it. I don't want you back. Um, it was, it would. It was very popular. Um, it became like it. It was. It's like the the number one hit with the most like cuss words in it, or something like that. Um, it has like that notoriety. It's a style called ho wop. That it's like a, it's like R and B and hip hop mixed with like really aggressive lyrics. Um, and the song is basically just about uh like this 
chick that like cheated on him and he like dumped her and then she tried to go back to him or whatever um it's a it's a very it's a it's nice it, you know it's catchy and then on the other side there was a response single uh by another one hit wonder named Frankie called FURB fuck you right back uh that is like a response that was like yeah i cheated but it was your fault and you ain't shit and like whatever so there's like a male version and a female version basically like the call and response and the story around the songs when they originally released was that frankie said that she the that uh i don't want you back was about her relationship with amen and uh this is like a true story and blah 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 turns out after the fact it was revealed that like the only relation that and i think amen at the time countered with like he auditioned frankie to record the song or something like that i don't know but after the fact it turned out that like the only connection between the songs is that amen cleared the music to be used and frankie and her people were just like using the success of his song to get their own 15 minutes of fame and then like paying him for it. Um, but yeah, there it's, it's just like, they're just like catchy insulting songs, uh, from male and female perspectives about cheating. Wait, wait, why, why did this come to mind all of a sudden again? It's just like, I was the... on, I was on TikTok and, uh, uh I, don't, okay. I don't want you back was in with the song in one of the TikToks. Hmm. Interesting. And I was like, I remember that song. And then, you know, from there went the deep dive. Okay. Apparently, like, recently, Amen, like, got out of a record contract a couple of years ago and started releasing more music or something, but nobody cares anymore. So, you know. All right. Uh, Well, in that case, I guess we're all good. We'll wrap up. Uh. Jason, uh, close us out. I don't know if you know how to do this, but whatever. Just just do a generic podcast outro. <clears throat> Thank you for hanging out with us for like, what? It's like an hour and a half, two hours. It was a full two hours today. Thanks, uh, Jason's it, best friend for uh, yeah, listening yeah, to the podcast. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor, okay, give, good. Give him, that's his name, yeah. Give him a name shut up. Uh, if you want, you can donate to uh, the channel and all of our podcast stuff on coffee that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus and uh that might actually help us one day